We must risk to succeed. You know, as business owners, we risk our capital every day. And when we face a risk, we're exposed to a potential opportunity that may lead to either increased profits or who knows. It's a risk, but it's an opportunity in a business to grow. Risk is like breathing. It's a given. And that's what we're talking about today. Opportunity risks. Hey, this is Greg McAfee and welcome to the Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. performed a SWOT analysis in your business, you're missing out on some opportunities for growth. Uh, SWOT analysis stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And we've had some, uh, over the years, we've had some professional people come in who are experts at giving these SWOT analysis to teams and companies. And uh, they've spent hours They've spent hours here. We've had we've had groups of myself, my leadership team. I brought in a few other people who are very close to me who know know my business. We've spent hours just listing our strengths, our weaknesses, our opportunities, and our threats. And what we try to do is um, I prefer lots of energy in these kind of meetings and. A lot of brainstorming, a lot of thinking is required. Um, the findings from the SWOT analysis help take certain opportunities um, and risk. That's what comes from these SWOT analysis we do, uh, such as, and I'm just listing a few of mine because that's all I know, but from the beginning, when I was working out of a garage and I went to five different banks uh, to try to get a loan for construction for our new building, I could have stopped at four. Four said no. That's a risk. Number five was a big risk for me. Uh, but I seen it as an opportunity. Somebody's going to say yes. I just got to keep going. Uh, building an 11,000 square foot building uh, when I only had six employees and trying to lease two thirds of it, which it took me a year and a half to do, that's a whole nother story in itself. That was a risk. Taking 90% of my hats off, all the hats of responsibility from starting a business, um, all, all the hats of um, marketing, branding, advertising, knocking on doors, answering phones, calling people back, running service calls, installing, and eventually doing air duct cleaning, selling, Every hat I wore and 90% of them, that was a risk taking 90% of the hats off. And after all, I was the business owner. Wasn't I supposed to be the best at what I do? Answer, no, I was not the best at what I do. I was the best at risking and taking a risk and going out and making it happen and getting it started. Then it was my responsibility and a risk to hire people to do it better than me. And that's what I tried to do. I also started a campaign from scratch called eight to eight, same great rate. One of the best things we ever did in our business. Um, we trademarked that, we own it, we copyrighted it, whatever it is. 
And uh, we came up with specific procedures on how that was going to work. And we grew somewhere between 20 and 30% a year for several years after we started that. That was one of the best campaigns we ever did, but that was a risk. It was a risk to be open and advertise eight to eight, same great rate, and not take any overtime um, rate from eight to eight. That was a risk. It, it paid off well. Uh, starting a full operating sheet metal shop from scratch when I still couldn't make a box if I had to, that was a risk. But I did my research and I, I knew I had to hire some qualified people and that's what I did. And then of course, buying this building that I'm in today, it's 30,000 square feet. Uh, it needed basically remodeled and updated. That was a risk. I was in a nice, I was comfortable, which we're going to talk about today. I was comfortable in a nice 11,000 square foot building, which I had just remodeled. And I had another uh, large 8,000 square foot building for warehouse and distribution. And, and then I had our sheet metal, 4,000 square foot sheet metal shop. So I was comfortable. Everything was fine. Why would I buy this building? It's a risk. I, I saw the opportunity of being under one roof. It was a risk. I took the risk. So far, it's paid off well. We've been in here almost eight years. Okay. And then also, um, I've taken many, many other risks in my personal life, in other businesses, um, buying multifamily units, which I had a goal to have 30. And um, I decided after I got up to... Um, basically nine apartment, four family apartment buildings um, for me and running a business and growing a business and all that. It just became more of a hassle and I ended up selling them off. Um, but I took risks in buying them all and I bought um, a several acre, 30 plus acre farm and uh, property adjacent to my property. That was a risk. And a lot of other commercial buildings that I bought, those were risks. And, uh, but that life is a risk, honestly. And until you get out of your comfort zone and make other things happen, happen, nothing's going to happen. You're not going to get to the next level, whatever that level might be. Um, you know, I normally in this show, I normally don't do two quotes from someone back to back from the same person. Um, but they're just too darn good and tie in well with this show. And they just happen to be from Warren Buffett. And um, Mr. Buffett says this, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. <laughs> Think about that. And he has risked, risked multi-millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in investing and in companies and all that he does. Um, but you know what? Um, lack of knowledge, lack of experience, lack of wisdom will definitely increase, increase your risk by a hundred times fold. So the more knowledgeable you are in what you do and the more experience you have in what you do and the more wisdom you have in what you do, it's really not much of a risk. You're just having faith in what you want to do and move forward with. It's not really a high risk if you're knowledgeable, and experienced and have a little bit of wisdom in making good decisions. If you have that from in your past, then you probably are, are good there. 
Um, he also said this. He said, don't test the depth of a river with both feet. That's just so good when I read that. Don't test the depth of a river with both feet. It's not advisable to risk in areas that you're not knowledgeable and you're not experienced and you're not wise in. So don't put both feet in until you test with one foot, until you learn more, until you gain more wisdom, and until you have more experience. That's just some really, really good advice from one from a guy who's probably risked the most. Okay? I often hear business owners say things like this. Uh, I've been coaching for almost 16 years now, and I've uh, business coaching, one-on-one business coaching, some groups. Uh, we've, you know, held business boot camps. We were one of the first in the nation to hold uh, business boot camps. And uh, it's, uh, but I've coached for a long time and I've coached a lot of business owners in a wide variety of trade, home improvement, home services. Let's say that. And I often hear things like this. Advertising doesn't work. Social media doesn't work. And I often have to ask, have you taken the time to learn about it? I mean, have you taken the time to understand when you put an ad out there that it doesn't automatically make your phone ring? Do you you understand that? I want to ask that. And sometimes I do. It depends on how long I've been coaching them. Uh, But once you understand advertising and you learn and you educate yourself about advertising and how it works, and you educate yourself about social media and just the power of social media, um, just having a social media site does not mean it's not what I'm talking about. It's being active. It's being active in advertising. It's being active in social media. And let me just give you an example because all I know is what we do here. And we've been advertising out of 33 years in business. We've been advertising uh, uh, pretty strongly for for the last uh, 25 years. We've we dabbled in little things the first, you know, three to five years or so. But anyway, uh, let me just say this. We buy, I, I'm meeting with someone uh, this month to discuss 2024. Now, I'm just a heating and air conditioning company in Dayton, Ohio, and I'm meeting with someone in October of 23 to discuss our entire campaign for 2024. And then what happens? Well, I've been doing this. I've been doing this pretty solidly for at least five to eight years. What happens then? Well, then I'm going to make purchases or I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I call it put out for bid. Um, This is what I want from your media company, your TV station, your radio station. And I'm going to put out for bid. What's this look like? And then I'm going to get some solid offers and negotiate a little bit, and then I'm going to lock it in. And I'm locking in 2024, probably by the end of November. So by the end of November, give or take, I'd say 85 to 90% of my media buy is locked in by the end of November for the next year. I, I I won't even explain the benefits of that, but it's wise 
it's planning. And I know what I know what I'm doing. I know I, I I'm not saying I know what I'm doing all the time. I'm saying I I know where I'm going to be in 2024, and I know where I want to be in 24 and why I want to be in it in 24. Because I have goals for where I want to go in 24. So I want to be in these shows on these stations at these times or these games or these events or this sponsorship or this weather station, whatever it might be. Okay. So it's a, it's a plan. Uh, but advertising is a risk. I mean, I could, you know, we could in Dayton, Ohio, it's a bigger risk than it is anywhere else in the, in the West or in the South. Because you know, in, in your area, if you're in Texas or Arizona or um, those areas there, you know you're going to have a 100 plus degree summer almost every single summer. You know that. It's been going on for years. We don't have that advantage in the Midwest. We don't have that advantage. We, we, have, we, might, we might get a 90 degree day. We might only have 65 to 7 degree summers. We have no idea. So I could invest in this. Um, I can advertise, and it's an investment, and it's a risk because it, it might not work. I mean, nobody cares who you are or what you're doing in heating and air conditioning when the temperatures are extremely mild. So it's a risk, but I'm willing to take the risk. I'm hoping, I'm having faith, God, provide good weather, hot weather, cold weather. So keep us top of mind in everybody's face, basically, everybody's eyes, see eyeballs on this, and times when they need us. And that's what I'm hoping for, and that's the risk that I take. But if you've not educated yourself in this, or you've not met with someone that knows how to do advertising, marketing, branding, um, and social media, you know, then shame on you. Shame on you. Of course it doesn't work. It's not going to work for anybody who doesn't invest in it and take the time to learn how it works. Um, so evidently, you'd just rather be stagnant and, and comfortable in where you're at, wherever that at may be. Okay? Nothing works, folks. Nothing works in business until we figure out how to make it work. So with that, my famous line, here's three things, three things, not three, three things uh, that will help you with risk-taking. Are you ready? Okay, number one is take small steps. Challenge your status quo. Start learning more about what you do and what you want to do. Educate yourself in what you want to do. Know your field better than anyone else in your market. Educate yourself in it better than anyone else. You know, I was just I was just working for a company when I started my business. I didn't have any business education. I didn't have a whole lot of uh, experience and background in heating and air conditioning. I just had the drive to start a business. So I had to educate myself in heating and air conditioning the market, not just not just necessarily how to fix things or technically how everything works. That interests a lot of people. That doesn't interest me as much. I've got guys on my team that can do it blindfolded. I don't need to know all that. I do need to know, though, how to grow a business. I need to know how to keep people busy. I know how to provide jobs, and I know how to provide hours 
for people to keep them busy. That's my job. So I didn't get into the technical side of things. I got into learning about HVAC businesses and visiting other companies who were much, much more successful than me. And that's, I'm a sponge. I learned from that. I learned from that. I still talk to people every day who are running bigger businesses than me and are successful doing it. Not just bigger. You can have bigger businesses somewhere in a hot climate and not necessarily be successful because my grandma could go there and start a business and be successful just because it's hot. So, but, but have a business who it's fine tuned, it's professionally managed and it's continuing to grow uh, because there's systems in place, not just because of the weather. Okay. So, uh, take small steps, read how to do it. Let's just pretend you're, you're, uh, you're in your business. You've been in your business five years and you're not the best at public speaking and you're not even comfortable getting up in front of your small team and talking much. So what do you have to do? Well, you need to take some classes on public speaking and you need to take, uh, buy some books on how to get comfortable in public speaking. And that will help you. And then it's trial and error. Get in front of them. You're going to make mistakes. That's okay. That's what we're going to talk about next is don't be afraid to fail. But you're going to make mistakes speaking. That's okay. Just learn from them and keep getting better. And keep getting better. And keep doing it. Keep getting in front of them. Repetition. Okay? Trial and error. Very few entrepreneurs are like great public speakers. Very few. And, you know, we get better as we go. And also we build confidence as we get better. We have more confidence and then increased confidence leads to more positive outcomes. Isn't that the truth? Okay. There's an old Chinese proverb that says this, pearls don't lie on the seashore. If you want one, you must dive in for it. Okay. So statistics show that most successful companies have the most confident leaders. They go hand in hand. They've built confidence. They they weren't necessarily the most confident person when they started their company. They were confident enough to start their company, but they weren't confident in running their company. But they got more confident by trial and error and trying things and diving um, into the deep uh, instead of standing on the seashore. And then vice versa. The ones that stay on the shore... And, you know, they don't gain much confidence staying on the shore, okay? Learning from our mistakes and failures build confidence. Quitting after we fall or fail reduces our confidence. So we can't quit. Got to keep going. Keep plugging ahead, okay? So number one was take small steps. Number two, don't be afraid to fail. Again, most successful people, most successful leaders take risks and are not afraid to fail. Anytime you take a risk, there is an opportunity for failure. I don't think that way and neither should you. If you just sit around and think about failing, then you probably will fail. Um, There's an old story and I wish I had all the facts today, but this uh, this family years ago they were in the circus and and they would do the tightrope and they broke records tightroping everywhere and for the first time ever 
one of them said something about falling. I hope I don't fall today. And he fell to his death that day. So when you start thinking negative, when you start thinking about it wrongly um, and thinking that you're going to fail, I mean, for goodness sake, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in business, I don't think you started off your business thinking about failure. I mean, that was like the last thing I was thinking about was failing. Now I had people tell me that I would fail and I'd never make it. And certain things I did was my downfall, but I never thought that way. I was quite the opposite. Okay. So we learn from our small mistakes and it can help us avoid bigger ones later. So learn from our small mistakes. We must drop the ego. It's easy to have an ego. You're the leader. You're the big guy in the big office. It's easy to have an ego, but drop the ego. You're, you're nothing special. Um, you've got people, hopefully you've hired people smarter than you. So you're not the smartest guy in the building. Drop the ego. Um, no one is perfect. Um, I hate anything that has to do with a big S on the chest because nobody has an S on their chest unless it stands for struggler. Um, Superman was a great movie, but it was just a movie. And there are no supermen or superwomen. And um, there's definitely no water walkers. The only water walker there is was Jesus and is Jesus. Um, so there's no water walkers. You're not a water walker. I'm definitely not one. And uh, that's, that's, but we can have confidence. We can have confidence. We can't get over cocky. We can't, can't have a big ego about failing. If I fail, I'm ruined. No, you're not. If you fail, it's an opportunity to do it better the next time. Okay. Now, Robert F. Kennedy, whose son is uh, potentially running for president of the United States. I just kind of like what the guy stands for personally. He says, uh, but Robert F. Kennedy said, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. So you got to be willing to fail. You got to be willing to step out there on the line and and fail. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not going to take a risk and you're going to be stagnant and you're not going to grow. Okay. The more possibilities you give yourself, the better chance of success. Think about that. The more possibilities you give yourself, the better chance of success you have. So if you want to win and you want to be a, um, if you want to dominate, you want to be a dominator um, and outperform and beat all the other players in your market, in your field, then that forces you to figure out how to do it. And you've got to have some innovative, innovative solutions. Uh, you've got to, um, don't resist that. Because remember, the more possibilities, the more chances of success. And if you're resisting, you need to ask yourself, why am I resisting? What's holding you back? What must I do differently? What must I try new? Those are all great questions. Eleanor Roosevelt said, do one thing every day that scares you. It's doing something outside that comfort zone. That comfort zone is, it will take you down. You know, in, in heating and air conditioning world, I always say it's our job to keep people comfortable. It's, it's my job to stay uncomfortable. And it's also my job to keep my leadership team uncomfortable. Because if we get too comfortable, nothing happens. We become status quo stagnant. Okay. 
So my job is to keep people thinking different and my and keeping myself thinking different. Because it is extremely easy. It's extremely easy to do something extremely well and be comfortable with it. But for me, it's not in my mindset. I, I like comfort for a day, maybe two, and then the trophy goes in the closet, on to the next one. Let's make it, let's make it happen and let's get a bigger one next time. Uh, and that's how winners need to think. Uh, it's not about your past trophies. It's about your it's about today and tomorrow. And and let's go get them. So number three, uh, we had take small steps, don't be afraid to fail. And number three is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We've got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Most people shy away from opportunities that are un- that they're uncomfortable with. So they shy away from an opportunity that they're just not comfortable with. And what if it was a new business idea? Well, I'm not comfortable with that. What if it was a new way of interviewing someone? Well, we've always done it this way. I'm just not comfortable with that. What if it was uh, using new technology in the field that would be more accurate and for your customer, for your technician, and, and actually save time? Well, you know, we've always done it this way, and this is the tools that I grew up with, and this is what we're going to do. Um, I'm just not comfortable with new technology. I can't trust it. That was a good one, actually. Okay. Um, and then how about considering um, AI to assist in reports and projects, which we just tapped into recently. And and uh, I've been told uh, for the people on my team that use it, it has cut back time on, on certain things that would take two hours. We can now do it in about 40 minutes. So um, I'm all about that. I really am. We're, I'm not about robots taking over the world, and I don't think I don't think there'll ever be any in the home service business um, because you just can't take care of people like I can. And I was at a restaurant twice now where they have a robot taking orders, and I've expressed my dissatisfaction with that because they never get it right. Um, but anyway, uh, and lastly, uh, new closing techniques that would help your team close 20 to 30% more sales. But I don't know. You know, I don't know. that I don't know if that's right or not, even though there's nothing wrong with it. And it's perfectly um, ethical and moral and honest. But it's different. It's just different. So you're not comfortable with it. So you don't what? You, 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 you don't. Try to get comfortable with it. You don't apply it in your life or your business. So what happens? You, you stay in your little comfort zone. So getting out of your comfort zone and the most important thing, it's the most important thing you can do for your business and your life. That's, that's the most important thing you can do as a leader is get out of your comfort zone because you'll never take any risks no matter how big or how small, while remaining in your little comfort zone. Have you ever wondered how we made our comfort zone? 
you know, you've kind of heard the saying, well, they made their bed, now they got to sleep in it. Well, I'll tell you what, we made our comfort zone. I mean, we basically did well enough to get comfortable. And we had a little taste of it. It was nice. It might be a little money, a better car, a nicer house, uh, more trips, whatever it is. And the zone is, is where we're happy. And we're good at it because it we're good enough to keep us in the zone. Put it that way. And we still enjoy it. It requires little effort. It's easy. And it's secure. We hear all kinds of stuff today about security. I've got a, I want a secure house. I'm secure. You know, there, there's little thinking. There's little study. You got to study anything to get better. So there's little, little thinking, little study, no change required whatsoever. And we talk about this all the time, change. Nothing happens until you change, change for the better, change something improve. So there's little change whatsoever, and there is no growth. It's flat. No growth. And we know that everything living is growing. So if your business isn't growing, it's dead. It's coasting. It's going downhill. Shoot it. Put it to sleep. As Americans in general, we're way too comfortable. We're just way too comfortable. Uh, a survey through Charles Schwab found out that the majority of Americans think that if they had a million dollars, that they'd be comfortable for life. Just a million dollars. Be comfortable for life. Uh, we're so concerned about comfort in our beds, in our pillows, in our chairs, in our clothes, in our shoes today. More than I can name. It's all about comfort. And I love comfort. Don't get me wrong. I love comfort. I love comfortable shoes. I like comfortable clothes. You know, however, everything including the next level, whatever that level is, if you're here and you want to get here, or you're here and you want to get here, everything included in, in getting to that next level is outside of our comfort zone. Everything. You'll never get to the next level staying inside that comfort zone. So when you're working on getting out of your comfort zone, you kind of get to that edge. You get to that edge mark. And um, you just have to take a leap of faith to get all out of that comfort zone. You have to take a leap of faith to get out of that comfort zone because that's where everything happens. That's where that next level is. That's how you get to those next levels is outside that comfort zone. So take a leap of faith. The process, let me tell you something, folks, from experience here. The process is 100% worth it. It's never easy. Not everybody can do it, but it's 100% worth it and you'll be so glad you did. So as we talk today about what we need to risk to succeed, we've talked about a lot of things, but taking the small steps, don't be afraid to fail and getting comfortable 
being uncomfortable. Those things will really help you. I hope they do. It's definitely helped me. It's what got me to where I'm at, at that level that I'm at today. That's what got me there. Those three things were very important. I took small steps. I was not afraid to fail. Still am not afraid to fail. And I'm getting more comfortable being uncomfortable every single day. Okay? I hope that helped. All right. So before we wrap up, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. I'll do my best to keep challenging you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. And tune in next week. Um, as always, I'll be challenging you. Uh, I still have uh, three pretty cool people uh, to interview. One starts next week, and then we'll get that edited and, and get it live. Uh, so thanks for listening. God bless. Carry on and have a great day.